to the second and final episode of Fan Critical's podcast on the Rings of Power. I'm joined this week once again by my trusty dwarven companion, John. Hello, John. Hello there. And our resident mortal man doomed to die, Len. How are you, Len? Yeah, see now, um, yeah, you know, um, I listened to the last pod, obviously, on Rings of Power. Mm-hmm. And the reasoning behind you making me a mortal man was because that I'm easily tempted by the dark side. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Um now that's not fair, is it? I didn't I, I couldn't mean, even defend myself. However, I, if you are saying that I'm Aragorn, I will accept. Definitely you're not. Much more of a Faramir, I think. <laughs> Which is not hey, bad. Even He's that's cool kind, book, I think. So Okay. Well it's it, very it kind, is, very cool I in the book. I was thinking of hair colour more than anything, to be honest. Mm. Mm. Um yeah. Skill with sword. A man <laughs> um, I think man is, you know, Good. Man is good. Technically Numenorian. Well really in a way. Yeah, Um, I thought of you more of an Easterling type. No, I think you probably do descend from the line of Numenor. You are probably one of the one of the realm of uh Thank you. Could be a Gondorian. Nice that. But yeah, I think once Mm. you have your race you can kind of build on it from there and you get to choose your destiny. Yeah, it's like an MMORPG. What colour hair do you want? Do you want a beard? Any tattoos? <laughs> yeah. I assume mm. that's a gaming reference, so I'm going to leave that where it is. It is. Yeah. It is, Lucy, yeah. yeah. Okay, so Len, you were ill last week. Well, last time. Pat, I was ill, you, yes, you, when you did Rings of Power, yeah. You had some kind of pox that prevented you from joining mm. us. What pox mm. was it? Mm. Orcs. Orc pox. <laughs> Large pox. <laughs> um... Are you are you feeling better now? I feel much better. Yeah, this is the best I've felt for, probably since we started doing that House of the Dragon yes. coverage because I've just been ill I constantly. Mean, I'm mm. sure the listeners might have noticed my nasally uh, inflections in uh, some of the podcasts, but Switching now I'm off actually in their feeling pretty good. Well, I mean, we did we did say it, uh, before we started recording that this for you is like an absolute busman's holiday because you don't have to make the notes you don't have to host and you don't have to edit so nope. you are here purely nope. for enjoyment mm. yeah and it was, it was very strange and lovely feeling i'm living in your guys's yeah. shoes and it's, it's it feels good guys it zero feels very responsibility good. just vibes love that for you um okay so len weren't mm. here last week what did you think of the first half the first four episodes of rings of power yeah all right i'll give you a quick summary because i don't want to you know yeah um, I was astounded, and I'm sure we've all discussed this, just at how good the show looks. Um, but also how I didn't think so at the start, but eventually, starting to approach that episode four mark, 
I was starting to care about some of the characters a lot more. Um, that had a bit more heart to it, especially the Elrond and uh, uh, Durin uh, relationship, um, which I know you guys talked about. I, you know, I think it's probably the strongest relationship in the series. I love it. I absolutely love everything about that. Um, I think the guy playing Elrond's fantastic. I think, I think. Um, some of the hints in the first four episodes and some of the storylines, they were a bit slow, um, especially some of the stuff in Numenor. Um, uh, and although Numenor looks fantastic, like amazing, like it's such a cool location and it's such a great thing to see um, because obviously in the iteration of Lord of the Rings, we know we just know about Gondor um, and the White City and, you know, this is the place where, you know, man essentially... <laughs> Uh, or, or the, the the good side of man comes from uh, in the Lord of the Rings universe. So it's awesome to see Numenor. Um, but it just, with some of the stuff in there just took too long. Um, so overall, if I were to give a score to the first four episodes of the Rings of Power, it would have been, it would have been a four bloob um, because I don't think from a technical standpoint, and there was obviously enjoyment in there, but from a technical standpoint, this is the best thing I've ever seen on television, <laughs> ever. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. So if I were to give it anything less than a four, like, because it's stuff that I like looking at as well. It's like, you know, fantasy stuff. It's not like, I'm not just saying it looks great. This is stuff that I've, like, that I still hear the Lord of the Rings soundtrack, like when I went like hiking in New Zealand and stuff like that. Like, these are things I like to look at, these beautiful landscapes and amazing, like, structures that you know this fantasy these fantasy uh, races have built and stuff like that so i love it so i love looking at that stuff so for me it's a four um and there was room for improvement for sure like um similar to house of the dragon at that point i was kind of like i'm waiting for this show to knock my socks off to take it to that next level and i'm sure we could maybe talk about an episode or two in this final run of four episodes um that might have done that Certainly. Spoiler warning. I mean, I think it's it's interesting because the first podcast me and John did for the first four episodes, but I'd actually seen episode five. Um, and I think episode five is mm. where it actually kicks in. And I agree with you with the Numenor stuff because as stunning as it looks, that was actually where most of my problems with it came from. I thought a lot of the acting was subpar and the dialogue. And I thought, what's happening here? Like nothing's progressing. But from episode five, I do think that's when suddenly sort of, I got it. I sort of bought a Sildor more. I thought, right, okay, I get you now. Um, mm. Just everything improved, I think, from um, episode five. So, yeah, I would agree with you that it needed to kick in, um, and I think it did. So it was funny to talk, do the podcast on it, sort of being a bit critical of certain aspects, when actually I knew oh, it does actually get a bit better. Um, okay, Len, we'll stick with you for the second half of the season. What's your, So what's your mm. blueberry score overall of the, the season? first season okay okay now if you can i'm gonna go straight off the bat with the blueberry score for the season okay. it's a four okay um that's not to say that there's not um an amazing episode in there because there is but i think overall a four is a great score for a first season and uh, still you know in saying that so much room for this show to grow in season two like i think the scope of this show and the possibilities that it can reach are you know, like when Game of Thrones is kind of in its prime, coming towards that third or you know third or fourth season of Game of Thrones, it could get to those levels. I think there's stuff in this uh, world that they're doing and things that they're doing with the story and how they're adapting it and changing it in certain ways that are really interesting. 
um you know i i message you lucy and we're doing spoilers yeah i message yes. spoilers yeah. spoiler warning watch out um i messaged we were messaging on chat and that and i said lucy that how brand is Sauron? You and you said to me. You said the stranger. And you said to you me. You said the stranger was Sauron. I said there's two options. I well, said stranger's yes. the obvious option, and I read the messages. And I said how brand is Sauron? And there were so many little little interesting uh, nuggets laid throughout mm-hmm. the season that that is an amazing payoff that I'm so happy about. Uh, Sauron shapeshifter deceiver uh, does befriend the elves. Deceiver does befriend uh, the race of men. You know, he he does these things in in this second age um, to to manipulate them into positions where he can create the One Ring. Now, it it was amazing to see that sort of storyline pay off. And I think now some of the moments with him earlier in the season are absolutely brilliant. Like that Galadriel confrontation in episode four, where she's like, you know, we've all done terrible things. And he's like, yeah, I've, I've done some really bad stuff. Yeah, trust me. Yeah, I've done some really bad stuff. And then she's like, ah, don't worry yeah. about it. Let's let's fight to make I mean, it right. I, I, we will, we will so definitely that sort of stuff's great. go much deeper on Galadriel and Halbrand. Um, and yeah, I, I'll be honest oh, with yeah. you. I was very, I mean, yes, in our conversations, I was like, he's the witch king of Angmar. Um, he's the... The king beyond the mountains. (laughs) I really just didn't get Sauron from him. But I love that because there was a moment, and we will discuss it, episode seven, I might as well just say yes, when uh, Galadriel says, he needs elven medicine because he's injured. I was like, oh, so you're you're (laughs) going to take him to the home of the elves or the forges? I was like, okay, I see what's going on. Um, But we will will get on to that. I'll do my blueberries now. And I also would give this season a four. I gave the first half a three because... The acting in Numenor really, really did annoy me, and the dialogue. Um, I, th- I mm. think it improved massively. I think episode six is just—I was flabbergasted by what I was seeing. Not you haven't seen yeah. anything like that on TV, I don't think. Um, and it happened at a point where, I, yes, I did care about the characters. Uh, lots of room for improvement for the second season, and I actually admire the fact that they did take their time, as slow as it did seem, to build this world, build these characters. So now we're set up after a decent first season for something very special in season two. And I can't wait. So yeah, four for me. Really, mm. really enjoyed watching it. Mm. Something I I really just looked forward to. And as slow as it was, I was invested um, and really enjoyed it. Um, now our dwarven companion, John, mm. has just been shut out, shut out of this conversation because we've just been yabbering. Um, oh, good. We're, we're saving the best till He's last. He's been mining. He's been mining against the wishes of his king, I would say. Uh, for good reason mm, yes um so john we know your thoughts on the first half of the season you were quite impressed uh you gave it four what do you think of how it ended the last four episodes yeah i mean look if you if you go back to <clears throat> the end of the last pod it kind of did exactly what i thought it would do you know it really kicked on in the second yeah. half like Arsenal. um yeah well we've been going all season so yeah. We'll talk about Arsenal at this point, but did do the pod. Um, Arsenal pod, and I got the ending completely spot on, about as spot on as you could get. You know, yeah. it ends with the crafting of the rings. You You've got this that. music that's kind of triumphant, but then it sort of turns a little bit, and you you're like, oh, they've fucked this, haven't they? They have completely fucked this. Um, so good, congratulations. They have done exactly what I asked them to do. Mm. Um, well done. The brief. I, uh, 
the the stuff about Hal Brand, like again, we discussed that in uh, in the last episode where you asked my opinion on whether or not I thought it could be him, and I was like, well, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, you um, said it could be. I was like, he's the Witch King, okay? You're all blind, but I, yeah, yeah. I but like, it was like obviously he has to go to to Numenor, and there were lots of people speculating online that that it would be him, and and it, again, it, it made sense. It wasn't like, oh, what Nori's. What? How's that happened? That would have um, been good. Although that might have impressed Lenny me. Lenny Henry's. What the? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and look, if you're going to talk about, you know, brilliant things that have happened, they've killed Lenny Henry off as well. Brilliant. Oh, you know, uh, honestly. That's fine. Yeah. Get he... rid of him. Fucking hell. I mean, get, get rid of Les all Dennis of them. in. Yeah. Les Dennis, Bobby uh, Davro, um, Dawn yeah. French. Get them all in for oh, season two. I love two. Dawn French in it. Mm. Dawn French could be in it. Yeah. Maybe she is. She'd be good. Um, we, I guess we'll talk a little bit about episode six. Yeah. Um, I'm going to echo what Len says. It's really difficult, isn't it, to to give a fair score um, with this show because it's it's just mm. ridiculous. Like the budget is like it's unlimited. Uh, we said that before, where it's like okay, that it cost X amount to make, but it's not like they were told, look, you've got this amount use this amount they were clearly just gone look it's a blank check do whatever you want mm. and then we'll total it up afterwards um that episode six is just fucking hell outrageous outrageous productions and it's the it's the it's the bit where it's like you know the the broken sword goes in or the even a key if you will you get the water going through all of the the trenches into the volcano the water hits the lava and it's like, ah, what's going on? It look how good it looks, you know. And again, it yeah, sort it of amazing. it ruins other shows like House of the Dragon. You're like, fucking hell, how shit does that look now? Um, but again, the CGI wise, yeah, yeah, the, the yeah for sure. Well, and the story, um, <laughs> but which is why I don't necessarily no. mind that this is a slower show. No, I don't. You'll either. get some people that will score this. Uh, obviously, you've got the hate crime crew that yep. are like you know they're not supposed to be in it and it's like all right we'll say what you say what you feel um they're slugs anyway mm-hmm. you've then got uh some people that are like well you know gandalf and aragon aren't in it so i'm bored rubbish and it's like okay but it's not supposed to be about that um i i would give it a four blue as a, as a season um i'll, I'll say this I think season two will be a cracker. I really yeah. do. It's um, uh, we'll, we'll get into who we think the the stranger is. I'll guess some people have just gone all in and it's like, well, no, you're, I mean, it's, it's clearly Gandalf. Yeah, I'm even though it doesn't work for the timelines, no, but in their interpretation of it, <clears throat> I'm bought into the reasons why it could be him. I would quite like it to be Saruman, but you know, that's that's fine. Um, but little... I think it's a blue wizard, unnamed blue wizard. Well, yeah, yeah that's my because guess. They, Dave. they mentioned Rune, and that's where the Dave. blue wizards live. So we will get onto that, Dave, the blue wizard. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't normally like pay much credence to sort of bad reviews, but there have been so many that it has made me feel like I'm going mad. Like you sort of mentioned it, but a lot of like the big sort of establishment entertainment reviewing websites or papers have just give, been like eviscerated it. And I'm mm. like, why do I like it then? 
because I think it's good. (laughs) Not that you have to agree, but so many of them, like say, I read one in The Guardian saying about how bad the special effects are. I'm like, I feel like I'm being gaslit by entertainment (laughs) media, genuinely, because I, and it's like, oh, the the acting is across the board terrible. I don't think it is. (laughs) Like everyone's entitled to opinions. It almost feels like there's a sort of agenda against it. I don't know yeah, why. 100%. This is it, but why? it's high fantasy. It's high fantasy, so it's always very divisive. Like the thing that I think uh, Song of Ice and Fire and Game of Thrones did uh, amazingly for fantasy, especially in the public eye, was it took it from this high fantasy situation and it grounded it in a sort of realistic and very disgusting and kind of like hey. You know, this is what happens if this sort of if these rules in this world existed. You know, this is what happens to women. This is what happens to cripples. This is what happens to anyone. It doesn't fit in. Isn't a highborn. And now, when you go from that, because I think like the last ten years, the psyche, uh, the pop culture psyche, is trained in on that. Yeah, and then you go back to something high fantasy like this. Um, especially as it comes out at the same time as House of the Dragon, and they're two completely different shows, and I like them both very much for very different reasons. Um, but you go to something like this, and it's just, for, for some people, it doesn't have the drama, and it doesn't have the sort of complexity that some of those characters might have. But it doesn't need to have that. This is his own thing that stands on its own and lives in its own world and people need to just respect that and some people don't and they're so trained at violence now and realism within the fantasy genre that this high fantasy just sticks out to them and doesn't really engage them as much as it necessarily should you know mm. I well, also think <clears throat> well you go John so, sorry Luce so uh, I guess we all agreed that the last episode of House of the Dragon was the worst of the season. Worst of the season, yeah, I yeah. think that's yeah. fair to say. So on episode I, nine we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um so yeah, I should I should have said that, sorry. Um so episode nine, that's currently tracking at eight point eight out of ten on IMDB. Pretty solid score that for such a, a terribly written episode. <laughs> but it's fine because some guys wanking over feet. Um sorry for any <laughs> listeners that haven't haven't watched uh, House of the Dragon. Yeah. Spoiler um, warning. The best rated episode of of The Rings of Power is obviously episode six, and that's eight point two. Yeah, yeah, that's that's just wrong. That's just that's a crime. That is a crime. But, but what that will tell um, you is, and and again, I mean, look, you could you could jump on there and have a look at the scores, and there'll be plenty of scores for the episode before it's even aired. Yeah, and it's like, ugh, come on, man! Like, you, you, you unfortunately, can't, you can't watch that mm. episode and tell me that. It's a bad episode of TV. No, There's I, I, some guy, look, four, four out of ten, three out of ten, two out of ten, three out of ten, worst, uh, worst writing in modern TV, one out of ten. But I think these, these are just little cretins <laughs> that say that, but the professional reviewers that are paid to have their opinions are giving it 3.5 out of 5, that episode. I like, I think... I've gone mad, like, I don't it, get it. I think if it wasn't an Amazon production... I think it's the Amazon thing, yeah. Yeah, like Jeff Jeff Bezos is not not a particularly popular man, and I, I suspect quite a lot of it is is the bitterness around it. If this was like a Channel Four and HBO joint production, um, yeah. 
filmed in New Zealand and Britain. It'd probably be getting rave reviews. Yeah. It's just, it's, I think... Well, fuck them anyway. It, it's so strange to me. <clears throat> That's why I wouldn't normally go, oh, reviews in a podcast because it's not relevant. But I was just what? reading through a lot of them for like recaps and just to refresh. And I was like, wow, people really didn't like this show. And whereas yeah. everybody I know that's watched it likes it. And I have a friend that's like knows all the Tolkien lore and he's like liked it. Aaron, who doesn't even like Lord of the Rings, watched every episode and enjoyed it and didn't fall asleep. Yeah. He's sitting there in his elf costume. Yeah. Come on, the Little next elf. episode's on. No, he genuinely was like engaged <laughs> with it and liked it. So mm. I know that seven other people doesn't mean right, well that's the that's the fact of the matter, but it's just <laughs> it's just weird to me. But we'll move on from the negativity mm. because we all liked it and mm. we Yeah mm. we're we're happy. Uh, look, if if you if you didn't if you didn't like the series, then okay, fair enough. Um, but if you're giving it like one out of five, that's what I mean. Go away, honestly. If you're listening to this and you gave it one out of five, switch off. Yeah, we because you. you know you're a fucking cretin, to be honest, and a hater, and <laughs> oh, probably Jesus. a racist as well. <laughs> yeah. So oh, yeah. go away, it's true. It's honestly. True. Yeah, don't edit that out. I mean, you're editing, so you won't. Um, yeah, <laughs> hey, right. not my job no, today. You yeah. free reign. Okay, so it's like the last uh, podcast. We're not going to go through every episode. It's too long. So we're just going to go through the plot lines. Uh, they do start to converge a bit at this point. So we'll do our best with that. So I think mm. let's start with Durin and the dwarves because that storyline kind of ends, quote unquote, before the others. Um what did you think of this sort of... There's obviously a few, quite a lot going on here. We've got Durin and Elrond again. Elrond sort of begging for his life, for the life of the elves. You've got Durin's meetings with his father, which I thought were really good. And the relationship between Durin and his mm-hmm. wife, which I also thought was very interesting because she seems to be going into a bit of a Lady Macbeth pouring, not poison into his ear, but very much encouraging, oh, like encouraging him to... Mm. go against his father's wishes and keep digging and she yeah. she was a very cheerful jolly character and to see that in the later episodes i was like ah that's interesting because that's yeah not what i expected but what did what did you guys think i i really like that you know it's um some people might argue it's not subtle but look there are other tv shows where she would be lovely and then turn and then murder someone in about 20 minutes so mm. i like the fact that um, and there was a little bit of that with old, uh, what's his name? Fucking Celebrim... Celebriborn. Celebrimbor. Yeah. Celebrimbor. Oh, it's Keller, is it? Keller, yeah. Hard C. Yeah, Celebrimbor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because in the American goalkeeper, Casey Keller, <laughs> for any 1980s <laughs> Millwall fans there. Um, uh, it's this little turn in people where it's like, you know, this this feeling in the air it's turning people a little bit people are getting a little bit overly aggressive whereas before they weren't mm. you know it's the um the heat's turned it's the up the bilbo vibes isn't it yeah power yeah. is corrupting mm. even if you don't know it's there mm. and that's I, right and i said this well, before I, li- I like the idea that we we're going to that's how the series will play out we'll, we'll you know we'll we'll love these characters and then Eventually, we'll see these beloved characters start to turn and get um, uh, influenced uh, by the rings of power. Mm. Um, I like it. I like it. And look, in terms of a couple, look, 
my favorite part of the whole thing is is the dwarfs. I yeah. think that whole setup is great. Um, slightly annoying that we've got another older king that's very like, no, actually, no, go fuck off. We're not going to help them. Like, how many times are we going to have this? But even with but, that, I you know, kind of it is consistent. I got his point a bit. He's like, well, he doesn't need them he's anymore. Like, the elves' time mm. is over. Uh, I mean, it's over because there's an infection. That's a bit harsh. <laughs> I know, but I, I don't. And he know. I think he's got a knowledge of actually. This is where Mithril comes from, and I love the scene with, with the the history, the legend of Mithril with the Balrog and the elf. I thought that was really cool. Um, I think again, he, ridiculous he, budget. <laughs> do whatever you want. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. The Silmaril, the light of the Silmarils seeping oh. into mm. the ore. Um, the yeah, there's a, there's bloody loads to unpack with this dwarven storyline. I mean, obviously now the elves don't need the dwarves anymore and they don't need um the mithril because in theory the three rings will sustain the uh the life the life force of the elves so they don't need them anymore for the mithril which is interesting so that's done hopefully however the the greed and the power thing is an interesting thing because we know mm. that the dwarves do dig too deep mm. and uh, we even saw the old balrog flame of undun yeah. uh, underneath uh, yep. underneath the uh, mithril so um, you know, the king is right. The old king is right. Like, they shouldn't be digging. Yeah, I think he knows. Because that... it's the end of the dwarven mm-hmm. kingdom, this. You know, um, this is Moria. This is, you know, this this is what happens. They dig over generations. They dig too deep. And essentially, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, dwarven kingdom falls. Okay? Uh, into shadow and flame. So it's very interesting. <laughs> um, and uh, I love Durin I love the actors yeah. uh, and it's so nice to have that dwarf elf um, relationship again obviously we get it with Gimli and Legolas mm. in the films and it's just lovely to have this I don't know just one I, d- I just I just, just I just think their rapport their, yeah them and it it, it yeah. compels you to keep watching you care they're both great they're both great actors um I think Owen Arthur is Durin and Robert Arameo is Elrond. They and the scenes with um oh, what's his name? Durin's dad, Durin, Durin the third. Um what's the actor's name? Peter, <laughs> King Peter Mullen. Yeah. yeah, King Durin. Um Peter Mullen is fantastic, yeah. as always. But it's Mad, just, isn't it? He's just in everything, isn't he? It isn't he was good in Westeros. Uh, Westeros? <laughs> Westeros. <laughs> Westeros well. Um, he was good in um Westworld. Westworld. But I like the I like the scenes with him because he's not just an obstinate old dickhead that just doesn't want progress. There is a reason. I think I I get why he doesn't want to necessarily assist. And it, yeah, it's quite harsh to say, well, the elves' time is over. Um, yeah, explain I, I, why. I, I think explain why and explain that everyone was going to suffer, including you. But what will be interesting in the future episodes is that the um, when when they get the rings, I'm not sure how they're going to get their rings yet. Obviously. But as much as they don't come under the sway of Sauron yeah. because they're too kind of um, their personalities are just too strong, basically, it does it does exacerbate their greed, and that's what leads them to dig and to bring about their own ruin mm-hmm. in fire and flame, as mm-hmm. Len says. So that will be interesting. But just the setup, I think, yeah, of of actually people they're all very like hearty and wholesome in their way, but to see this little change of you know. No, let's just go against your dad and and do it, even mm. though it is dangerous and it's. 
But this this exacerbates ruinous. that split between the elves and the dwarves, doesn't it? Because mm. you know the elves have managed yep. to save themselves without dwarven help, and the way they'll view it is, you fucking left us a die, man. Yeah. So maybe we'll do the same Oh, you got your own rings now. Well, that was lucky. Well, yeah, without your help. So you can fuck off, to be honest. (laughs) Mm. And then in The Hobbit, obviously, when um, they're fighting the fucking bald fella. Uh, That orc, Um, yeah. Yeah. White orc. Yeah, the big orc fella. That orc. And they're like, hey, come on, help us out, elves. They're like, no, fuck you, actually. New. Yeah. How about new? (laughs) Not a chance. So, you know, it's interesting. Yeah, Very I think that's all interesting. Very also, good writing. Yeah, I liked um, the little little swindle of the table. Ha, that was good. During telling King Gilgalad that this is a very sacred stone, that's their like tombstones, and then he gets it sent back to Khazad-dum, and he's just like, yeah, what did, mm, you, yeah. What did the new kitchen table? Well played, yeah. Durin. Very well played. <laughs> um, anything else to yeah, say on, banter, on the... Banter, <laughs> Just dwarf banter. Um, does anyone have anything else to say about the dwarves? Because I don't know that we're going to probably... Uh, probably see. probably didn't have time, but would have been good to see more of, like, the um, Khazadum. It would have been yeah. nice to just not Want, see the King's Throne, yeah. some caves, and then their apartment. Mm. <laughs> um, you know, wander around. They must mm. have, like, bars and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. houses. Mm. Oh, they bloody have bars, a- mate. Yeah. They have bars. Um, Jesus. I'm sure we'll see more next season when um, the rings are delivered by Amazon. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Little pun there. Um, yeah, dwarf, the dwarves yeah. are really well done. Um, managed to not, to stay on the side of like caricature, I think. They will be. They will be well done if they dig Ooh, any boy, deeper. Will they? Yeah. Oh, I, no. Did you like seeing the Balrog or did you think, a bit cheap? Loved yeah, I it. Loved it too. <laughs> Yeah, no, it loved it. Leaf. It just because it, it shows it shows the casual. Because I think casual viewers will be like, "Oh, this is just—is this the same place?" Um, and then when you see the Balrog, they'll be like, "Oh shit, mm. that's interest. That's really interesting." I mean, you're talking about events thousands of years. You know, the, the thing about Lord of the Rings is time is just crazy. Yeah, you know, I mean, this is why I think this season's really interesting, and they've had to fuck around with the story so yeah. much. Because they want to tell a thing over five seasons, but really, this story in the Second Age takes place over five hundred to a thousand years. This is years. what they, mm. the creators so, said. They said like it's like two like two hundred years will pass, and then your character's like dead. So they they did have to condense mm-hmm. it. And TV, yeah. TV is different from books yeah. and appendices. So yes, they had to make sacrifices. Sorry to all the Tolkien heads. Hundred percent. Get, get over yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but dwarves, <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> Now, <laughs> thumbs probably up. seven thumbs up. For everyone's the least favorite storyline. We're going to go there now. Um, the old Numenor. Uh, no, Harfoots. Oh, do you reckon? See, I, I you didn't I like disagree. them. You did not like the no, but they, but this, but again, this is good writing because every time they come up originally, I was like, I'll go away. By the end of the series, genuinely, when Nori's leaving, I was I was tearing up a little bit. Oh. I was. Yeah. That scene went on way too long. Oh my god. It was god. a bit bizarre. I was yeah. like, um, I was said like, goodbye to oh, one set of people. And he but... was just wait, waiting. Yeah. Can we stop this? Yeah. I mean, I, I like, I think they provide a bit of levity. And I think Nori, the, the actress, Markella, she's Kavner, good. She was good. She was strong. Happy to see more of her. I think the kind of. Who is the stranger? Is it Sauron or is it Gandalf? And that seemed to be what it was. To have two, mm. two of uh, those storylines going on at the same time. 
mm, it, it it dragged a little bit with i it. i really like in the last episode like i'm not a fan too much of the half foot story i think it's i don't want to say it's crowbarred in there because that feels a bit wrong of me to say but it feels like it didn't need to exist now it's interesting <laughs> it all depends on that who the stranger sounds, is harsh well i just think they're throwing hobbits into the situation Offits. because pe- people well they are hobbits because people are like um oh we yeah we have to have hobbits in the story and yes. uh yeah then we ha- they ha- one the, of them has to go on an adventure say, like it, it won't, be, of- won't feel like lord of the rings about a hobbit and i was like that's fine i don't mind having these little right. in there yes that's fine uh, and look at it but john's right by the end of it i actually did like the storyline i love absolutely loved the dialogue from the stranger mm. at the end where he says about following his nose yeah. yeah i literally was just like giddy with excitement mm. when he said that honestly i was like he's he's quoting it's just a nice fellowship little of the ring nod, wasn't he's it? quoting warrior lines yeah. it, that was that was nice um, i thought that was like <clears throat> enjoyable yeah and his relationship with, with nori is very good um and if it is gandalf wow i mean obviously they fucked around with the timeline quite a lot because he's about a thousand years too early mm. but um i have no issue with it i have no yeah. issue with it yeah i have no issue with it because you know these maya are they come and they go and they fucking die and they get <laughs> reincarnated it is what it is where's he gone um yeah what i did well that is true john where do they I did go enjoy, yeah, they just wow. float away so and they i come think back. when it kind of livened up was the arrival of the three searchers i'm going to call them because they're also strangers uh they were creepy mm. they were genuinely mm. when nori tries to distract them in the dark and then they just vanish and then they just appear over her genuinely like scary um yeah would have actually liked a bit, bit more they look like female engineers from the prometheus film yes that's what they look like okay. to me mm. that's what i kept the very uh giga-esque uh slightness to them i don't know it scared me avatar not not yeah scary avatar not the blue ones the uh (laughs) the anime the anime yeah 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 yeah. not the not the blue fuckers i'd be interested to know where like who who were they where did they come from yeah there's a lot of stuff online about that i mean no one's kind of sure what they are um obviously servants of sauron is kind of or, or, you know, trained by Morgoth, potentially, or they're already dead. They're in that unseen world realm. Like, when mm. he uh, destroys them into those sort of quite a cool spell. Another sign that it could be Gandalf, by the way, they turn into moths, yeah. uh, which is obviously a sign of, you know, moths. They're you his know, little mates. Think back to Fellowship Radagast. of the Ring. Yeah. Oh, Radagast. <laughs> Essentially, it could be Radagast. Well, it could be, John. Imagine. Um I'll imagine. Yeah, it would be imagine. Shit, um, <laughs> but you saw their sort of like uh, unseen world form. You know, like they look like they looked like the Nazgul yeah, when they're in the ring world. The you know, world. which yes, that's right. So they're, it's interesting. Um, I don't think we'll really see them again unless no. there's more of them in Rune. Um, I but, enjoyed yeah. the realization from them that he wasn't Sauron. <laughs> like, no, he's not Sauron. Terrible abort, line though. Abort, abort, abort. It's the other, the Ishtar. Oh, that means I that am means... good. Ah. In your language, that actually means wise one or wizard. Like, okay, thank you for that. Right, we know what you are now. Yeah. Good. Cheers, yeah. cheers, yeah, mate. Yeah, too much of that. Um, yeah. You mentioned My yes, name is Gandalf. Lenny, oh, Lenny Henry died. Sackor. What's his name? Sab. Sadok. 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 Um, Sackoff. What I found yeah. funny about 
sack him off. Is that sort of in the first half, they're like, well, you're injured, take his wheels, leave them to die. They're fucking ruthless. And I think if you're a migrationary species, that makes sense. That's fine. But then he does that um, speech about, you know, it's not saying leave no man behind, but basically how half it stick together and all this. I'm like, you literally sentenced Nori's dad to death because he broke his foot. Like... It, they, I don't think they got that right because I actually quite like the idea of them being quite ruthless for their own survival. But then they were like, oh, mm. no, that doesn't play that well. Do a nice speech about togetherness and, you know, they won't remember <laughs> well, that. Well, this could be a turning turning point in their society because obviously the Harfoots are travellers and then we know famously that the Shirelings, you know, build the Shire and they build other um, homes that stay in the same place and they have this huge network. So... This could be the event that stops them from being afraid. The uh, the irony that they would try and leave behind someone that's damaged his foot, and they're called the Harfoots. Mm. I mean, what's going on there? It's just betraying you. It's our name. That's <laughs> what we do. Jesus, they're, they're heading you're to back Harfoots. The the Grove no. is it? What's it called? The Glade, the Grove. There's like some sort of Great Valley place. Yeah, so I, grove, I wonder yeah. if that's going to be the Farthingwood, yeah. and that's where the Great, the great Valley. Valley. I love the Land Before get a, Time. Get Jesus, a tree I love that film. Um, I wonder if that's going to be the Shire, and that's where they settle. So that could be something we see very, very could further be. on in the show. Uh, okay, Harfoots and Gandalf. I mean, do we think he's Gandalf? I think he's Gandalf. What's the point of everything else? It would be, not? it would be very weird misdirection if he wasn't at this point. Uh, just because of the two things that he says, especially about following your nose, mm. which is just the most nailed-on Gandalf. One of the most Gan- Gandalfy yeah. quotes in in the actual book and also the film. So. Um, it's very interesting but, if 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 it isn't him now. It would also, um, I mean, it just ties in with Gandalf's, like the trust, the Shylings, yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Um, and also, it, he became it, it, very so, well spoken. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So yeah, you know, out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not expecting him to be Cockney because obviously he'd be an orc. Yes. Some disgusting goblin. Yeah. Meat's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> Two for a band. <laughs> uh, what? What has he said that? <laughs> so um Yeah. Yeah. So he probably is Gandalf and um it makes it would make sense, irregardless of the fact that this is the second age and Gandalf is the third age. Um it would make sense because he is like the polar opposite of, of Sauron. And he plays that part to take him down. So why not let it be Gandalf? Yeah, it would be quite heartbreaking for it to be Saruman. Um, yeah, but the idea of that heartbreak ties in with the entire series, I think. So that would be good because mm. it should be end good. on a low. Uh, it should. What what should end on the low? This you mean this entire this, show. Yeah, this entire show. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll end. Well, I think the show's going to end. At the first scene of Fellowship of the Ring, which is the, yeah, not the very you know, first scene, the, 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 ba- the, last the battle alliance. in front of Mount Doom, and that's it. The last alliance, that that big battle, will be the end. Well, they could certainly the, afford the it. Um, it will just be a Sildor going yeah. no and taking the ring, and then you're like, oh, Christ, <laughs> here we go again. Imagine that. Yeah, that's what I could do. That's mm. what I think. Okay, so well, look, I'll, I'll take mm. that, but that is still ending on a low. Yeah, it, it will. It will because Lord of the Rings ends. You know, on oh, a, a thousands of years of prosperity. So. No, <laughs> this 
this is you know this is the rise of Sauron. These are the rings of power. It's not doesn't end happily there. It ends ends mm. happily. Um, yeah. We we mention Isildur, so let's mm. sail on over to Numenor, where Galadriel is attempting Ooh. to rally the Numenarians. Cherkors over the sea, whilst convincing Halbrand to accept his birthright and take his place as king of the Southlands. What do we think? Right, I'm going to lead off this fucking bearded guy in <laughs> Numenor. Every time he's on screen, Farazon. I leave the room. Alphazaron, so Farazon. boring. Everything about that storyline is fucking boring. But he is an important character. I tell you you what's going to be interesting. It's just... His... Yeah. Just boring. It's all all quite boring uh, in Numenor, I think, which is a bit of a Mm. shame. It's very boring in Numenor right now. I'd rather go Uh, and fight for my life in Middle-earth, honestly. Yeah. Um, But the Al-Fazarin thing is going to get very interesting. Um, And hopefully that storyline definitely gets juicier um <laughs> i don't think it'll happen for a few more i think you're gonna have to get used to him john i think yeah. he's around for a while mm. um it's gonna be like three or four seasons um i don't know i, I imagine the whole show is gonna be like five seasons in it my is, mind it is five seasons that's they apparently they had to sign up for yeah. five to get the rights from tolkien estate <laughs> you're doing it in five interesting yeah mm. so mm. yeah forward to that. yeah raking it in um sealed door though Interesting, isn't it? Interesting to see where he comes from. And Elendil. <laughs> I love Elendil. And uh, Elendil fan. I love Elendil so much. And Elendil we will love until the end of uh, we'll love him. Yes. his life, which which we all know when that happens. Um, so Isildur, let's, let's focus on him. I can't wait to see more of Isildur because mm. people's perception of Isildur is that he's this bad guy, right, who did something very bad. But he has some amazing adventures in this second age. He is a leader. He is as important as his father in founding places like uh, Gondor, okay? And saving thousands of lives. He has a great relationship with the elves. Um, So there's so much room for his character to grow, which will make his turn to that, you know, the end of the whatever happens. It's Anakin, isn't it? That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, in a way, but even not I quite mean, as I know bad. this sounds I mean, bad. Isildur's not killing children, but you know, he just no, is corrupted. But, but sealed the way Isildur dies in the film is like you know he's a, he's a wanker. He gets ambushed by a couple of orcs. You know, it's not how it happens. He gets ambushed by like twenty thousand or ten thousand orcs, and he actually fights valiantly to try and not to save the ring to to fight. But you don't see that in the film. You just get going, oh, yeah, he gets killed by oh, fucking... But he, he actually Roger. has some heroic moments still. No, so it, I'm, I want the heroic Isildur and the stories of him before the ring. Uh, and I, I can't wait to see yeah. more of that because he, he's a great character. Mm. And he's going to have a lot of room to grow, well, which is really good. I mean, the fact that he's now stuck in, you know, Mordor. Just under a building. Own, Mordor. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be cool to see him. Like we're going to start seeing the heroic growth of him fighting his way out of that shithole mm. yeah. on his own. Uh, well, <laughs> it's a it is, mess, it is isn't a it? Shithole, let's be honest. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I'm I'm looking forward to to it. I like him. I yeah, like him. I think, like I said before, from episode five, actor, it, it I mean, all kind of character. it seemed like the the cogs started to click together with him and then end of the dialogue, and I was like, yeah, I'm getting it now. I understand you. Was it before I was like he's just a bit of a dweeb, but now I'm like no, they've developed his character. Um, 
and yeah, I'm sympathetic towards him currently. Um, mm. Yeah. Be interesting, mm. yeah, I mean... But Elendil is top-notch, yeah, guys. Brilliant, Sorry, he is brilliant, I just want to say... Nobility distilled. That last... I love him. Mm, that last uh, interaction with the Queen yeah. on the boat before they reach oh. Numenor, and he, like, still... Say, he says something so, like, profound and wise about why he's still part of the faithful, those who align themselves with elves, even after helping Galadriel and then... He thinks his son is dead at this yeah. point. Mm. Um, he says this line to her. I can't believe the words of it, but I was like, oh my like, God, this guy. Elendil is... does not just mean one that loves the stars. He says that. Yeah, something like that. I, I was like, yeah, what something does that like that. And I don't really get what that means, mm. but I loved hearing it. Yeah. He, he's just fantastic. The actor playing him is fantastic, and you can see how he is going to be uh, a yeah. king. So I love it's him. very, uh, it's just lovely <laughs> to see. What? Sorry? <laughs> Yeah, he's good. He is really good. Good on he's him. Good. Um, and yeah, we see his, we see your your, your mate, um, Farazon, and his stupid little son trying to blow up the boats so they don't go. Well, that's it. It's just his son that wants to do that. And I do think I, you mm. know, they're they're pretty yeah. mid. Not Len. Like, yeah, you said you did cast <laughs> him as Len. Um, they're they're going to be important as the, the season. The series goes on, so we have to kind of put a pin in them. Um, so M- yeah. Muriel's got a palantir. Seems like she's been looking in that a bit. She's blind now, and you're saying you've, about you've, using you've the skipped, palantir. You've skipped ahead. I'm just talking about her and her. She's sort of. Oh, sorry. She's had this temptation to look in the palantir. I'm wondering where the other ones are at this point. Sauron got one. I mean, he hasn't because we know we know uh, what he's doing. But... No. It- the Palantir interest is nine of them and whether or not they keep all nine, but uh, the Palantiri are used actually by the fir- the Numenorians. So it's going to be interesting. They actually use them to see across Middle Earth and then they get mm. lost. So I don't know how they're going to play into because that. We, there is um, a scene but they're, they're, they're with, when the king dies, is dying. Another king dying and saying something to the wrong person, just like in House of yeah. Um <laughs> And he says to um, Stop saying that. Yeah. daughter, whose name uh, is not important to me right now. Stop, oh, basically, stop, sorry, stop looking remember. into it. Stop, stop looking at it. And I'm like, well, she's blind now, so she will. Um, just a little point <laughs> again on these moments that make you go, fucking hell. The king, as he dies, is wearing this embroidered tunic, embroidered with pearls. And I'm like... You're dying in that. That's probably better than if I ever get married, like my wedding dress. Like just the production values on this with the costuming alone <laughs> just make you stop and go, mm-hmm. fucking hell, look at that. Um, mm. But yeah, Muriel gets, you know, persuaded by Galadriel to go to Middle-earth to align herself once more with the elves. And, mm. and then off they go. Mm. Um, we can touch on Galadriel and Halbrand's relationship at this point. Um definitely develops and look knowing what you know it is interesting how she's so one track minded and like no you've got you've got to no you do want to be king you do want to go back over there he's like oh, i'd rather stay here and it's just she's so well, he plays her doesn't he, he turns mm. around and he's like well no you said this actually yeah love all that oh yeah mm-hmm. you said it not me so yeah. don't i told you i took it off a dead man ah, i love it yeah i want to yeah. go yeah off. is it it's very interesting because obviously like their relationship gets quite uh there's a lot of sexual tension there actually towards (laughs) towards the end yeah um and 
she's so blind by her own vengeance um, and her descent into darkness in a, in a small way um, that she can't see what's right in front of her. And, um, you know, she, she's got a huge responsibility here, you know, in terms of <laughs> helping Sauron learn the methods to forge the ring. Um, something that has escaped him to this point. And, yeah, like Sauron, it's just interesting <clears throat> to see him as a person mm. um, and also as uh, someone who... And this is the question. i got a question for you guys. So do you think that we first meet him as he's fleeing Middle-earth on a raft, right? And there's no way he knows that he's going to bump into Galadriel, like as far as I understand it. So he's genuinely just done with everything. And he, because we assume at this point he's been killed by Adar, his soul has fled, uh, come back, and he's taken the form of a man. And he's done with it all because his experiments <laughs> have failed. Shit. And fuck this. And he's he's trying to repent for there is a brief moment in the story where he repents repents in quotation marks after the war with Morgoth and tries to get back into Valinor and they basically say fuck off. <laughs> so um do we think at this point if he hadn't met Galadriel, would he just have left it? Because he's going somewhere. Where's he going? Oh, is he? I think he is all staged. It's all a plan, it's isn't it? It's all staged. Sauron the Deceiver. Yeah. I think. I just think it's interesting. Because... Um, it is interesting. But... Galadriel could have could have been the one that, you know, re-motivates him. Yeah, he's not Sauron the Lucky, though, is he? Like, you know, Sauron the Fortunate. <laughs> Because he has no power, really, at this point. It is all down to his wits and his abilities to deceive. And I think... That's right. He would know... Speech score 100. Yeah. Is that a gaming yeah. reference? It's uh, Emma, Lucy. Yes. And, no, persuasion. 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 Your persuasion oh, speech is one as well. is maxed okay. out. Speech, yeah, persuasion. Uh, if they're maxed out, luck. then you, you, you can talk your way around anything. Yeah, And luck as luck well, John. That's one, yeah. very good stat to have mm. yeah. um now nah, uh the galadriel stuff like are we just skipping ahead to where they you know yeah he tries to persuade her to um yeah, no because we want i want to talk about the build up to that before we do that i want to talk about you know the flattery of uh we are really skipping ahead let's Try not to do that, if, if you don't mind. Just because I feel like Sorry, speaking Lucy. about the very end when you haven't even spoken about the events that lead to it, um, Mount Doom hasn't even erupted yet where we are. Um, we can, I mean, oh, yeah, let's, let's leave um, Numenor. See you later. Yeah, boo. Let's sail. Set sail now, guys. Boo-menor. We are coming to the Southland, which, so we'll, we will discuss episode boo-menor. six now because it's boo-menor. Um you know, it's all set in the Southlands, and I think we can kind of just hit it now. Um, yeah, what did you think of of the build up to episode six with within the Southlands, and obviously how it all kicks off? Yeah, really good. <laughs> I liked it. Is that do I have to say more? Good. Or? Yes. Um, I like an episode that uh, look. I mean, a good Game of Thrones episode dedicates an entire episode to a conflict and that's kind of what we got here 
and I like the fact that it's it has many like moments of uh, peril and then glory, and then oh no, they fucked it. Oh no, no, it's fine. It's all good again. Oh no, that it, they, it, they, it's much worse. They've lost. They've definitely lost. You know, I, that's good. That's good. <laughs> if it had just mm-hmm. ended with without the whole Mount Doom stuff, then I'm not sure it would have been a five blue. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, I will say that, um, you know, we said we haven't seen anything like this on TV before. And, I, I, you know, I do think that the only things that come close are obviously those, like John just mentioned, the big battles in Game of Thrones. I just watched Blackwater again, mm. uh, the Battle of Blackwater yeah. Bay. Very good. Mm. Um, and, you know, I can't wait to see Hard Home and I can't wait to see the Battle of the Bastards um, when I, on my rewatch because I think they <clears throat> are the same sort of level of... Um, just produ- not production value necessarily, but just the thought behind it and everything. Also, the battle um, at, the, at the wall as well. Should we talk about Lord of the Rings? That's not right. Game of Thrones. Come on, guys. Sorry, <laughs> I can't sorry, wait Lizzie. to see that again. Um, right. But I was going to say, I was going to say, uh, do you know what I really like about uh, this version <laughs> version of um, Middle Earth? Is it's a lot more God, brutal. It is. Mm. Okay, so. Some people have said, oh, it's not right, it's not Tolkien. It's like, well, come on now. People, you know, there's got to be serious peril at stake. And the moment in episode six where they're locked in that tavern and the Dar is just slaughtering these people, Mm. like slitting their throats and shit, and just stabbing them. Christ. I was just like, oh, my word. This is, like, eerie and just something I wasn't expecting from... um, from 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 the Lord of the Rings or Middle yeah. Earth world, Tolkien's world, mm. and that's the moment where I was like, okay, they're not playing around here. This is this is really got me on the edge of my seat, you know. And um, it that was a you know uh, that was one of the low points. And then the Numenorians turn up, and it's like Helm's Deep, you know. Look for yeah. me <laughs> yeah. as the sun rises, and uh, <laughs> then then the end happens, and you're like, oh my word, this is crazy. So. It had that roller coaster emotion and the production value, but everything felt it didn't feel cheap. It didn't feel like they would cheat, you know, like oh they've won and then they cheat us. You know, it felt all perfectly plausible and yeah. correct to me. Mm. So, and that's why it worked on so many but levels. Even that set um, piece of them coming in on the horses, I was like, look at that! Yeah. How good does that look? It's not like it looks so good. Yeah, it's not the, like they've shot yeah. like four. And then you sort of there's a blur in the background. It's like, are they, is, is that CGI? No. The, the one thing, the one thing I'd say is we didn't. There's a there's a there's a moment where in the ta- they're in the tavern and they're surrounded and this the horrible stuff's happening, and <laughs> they cut they cut to the Numenorians like just at one shot of them just charging, you know, crazily. Mm. And I was like, we didn't need to see that. I like it's taking the peril away because I know they're going to get mm. there. Yeah, and I I just didn't need to see that. Just let them turn up. Because that would be way better. Mm. Um, so that was a weird stylistic choice. But other than that, it was awesome. I think yeah. one of the... There's a couple of standout scenes. Um, Arondir, I love Arondir, by the way. Let's give him some props. Mm. Um, he's been a great character. His fight with the huge orc was one of the best fight scenes I've seen. I loved yeah, it. awesome. So good. He, I think like... he's a former ballet dancer. Um, and his physicality in that fight was amazing. Wow. And That big orc, I wouldn't have thought so. You don't know. Some of them are tall. Um, plie. 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 <laughs> but he just, it was so good. And the, 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 the sort of knife in the eye and then him just 
all his blood and gun just going into his mouth and it not stopping. I was oh, like, rank. Can he close disgusting. you now? Um, and it, <laughs> nah. it was true. He, looked, he was laughing at us. Yeah, actually, like, tasty. Is he actually gonna? I, mean, I didn't think he would die, but God, it was a good scene. In amongst mm. you know the set pieces were all done really well. Um, the revelation they're actually mm. fighting their own people was quite horrible, right? Quite brutal. Um, yeah, yeah, yep. And I ha- we have to talk about Adar, I think, because I think he's been a great character. I think Joseph Maul has done a- Benjin, Uncle Benjin. He's done Uncle Benjin a really good job. <laughs> Benjin, can we talk about Lord of the Rings, please? I mean, can we talk about the Rings of Power, please? Um, <laughs> I think he's done a fantastic job, and that scene between him and Galadriel quiet a moment in, a, in an action-packed action-packed episode was fantastic great yeah. really good <laughs> acting his acting and just actually they gave him a little bit of nuance in that when he says you know yeah are the orcs not allowed to have air to breathe and you're like oh i guess so um and it's a very interesting question and something that tolkien <clears throat> has never really uh, he never really addressed was that the orcs are fundamentally in his world in a way they are fundamentally evil mm. right so there's a lot of people out there who don't like this whole like you know orcs have feelings Orc too situation because he he, <laughs> he created something so that they could just be hacked down yeah. <laughs> and they are this evil force yeah. Um, so I guess Rings of Power is doing something that I like and that Game of Thrones, like we talked about, did, did very well, which is great characters, a bit of, you know, not everyone is necessarily 100% evil. Yes, some characters are. Um, but, you know, there is motivations for everyone. And it's, it's interesting because that conversation with Adar and Galadriel where he's like, look, you said you were looking for more goths, first lieutenant, you know, it's you. Mm. You know, look at the, the way you're speaking. You talk about genocide. Yeah. He's like... She's literally like, I'm going to kill every single one of your yeah. children. Yeah. That's what she says to him. Like... It's genocide, man. Mm. He's, he's just threatened genocide on on the guy, mm. and um, I, that line didn't sit right with me. Like for Galadriel saying it, I was just a bit like, "Come on, that's that's mental." I don't know, though, that but she... just doesn't feel so right. Kind of, um, it's in keeping with her character at the moment, though, isn't it? Where she's just yeah, I guess yeah. And also, elves are not by definition Hell-bent. just mm. good. They're they're sort of they're well, strange well, and well hired unknown um and the galadriel yeah. we see in lord of the rings you know this is many years on um they're in the books they're they're frightened of her as much as she does give them gifts she's she's not a cuddly elf she's she's oh, frightening no. well C- she is very and frightening fair. and very powerful yeah, so and i actually people are like oh my god they're making her like evils like well if you think you've got, you should have the right to sort of rule over a certain race. Yeah, how different are you from Sauron? Maybe this is why he he sees an affinity with That's you. Right. It's very interesting. Rather mm. than she's just solidly noble and good, she's been driven to almost evil by her desire to seek vengeance against the person that killed her brother. Um, person. Did you notice uh, in, in the battle uh, just before this happened that Halbrand saves Elendil? Which yeah. is quite interesting. He's like, going to need you. So put that, put a pin mm. in that. Um, <laughs> but but that's just fascinating, isn't it? Like, Halbrand saves Elendil, and Elendil essentially defeats Sauron. Uh, he was just getting caught Very up interesting. in it, wasn't he? Just getting caught up in it. <laughs> he's like, oh shit, I should have let he's him like, die. He's, he's a noble just, guy. I can't, I can't let him die. Um, what did you think of like the chase scene and then the kind of, because that was obviously before 
the conversation, the revelation of the switcheroo with the hilt. I didn't see it coming. I didn't. I didn't see it coming. And I'm usually very good at this sort of thing. Mm. And I was just like, oh, fuck. I, was, I loved it. I loved it. I absolutely yeah. loved it. Because I actually had a moment of dread in me when he revealed that shitty little hammer or whatever was under that cloth. Mm. I, I mean, I was delighted. I was delighted that it was a hammer, to be honest. Because I was like, oh, what's going to happen now? Yeah. Um, but also, like, you'd check it, wouldn't you? Like, come on. But what my issue is that... How has Galadriel not looked at that? Jesus Arundir, Christ. You know, she'd be like, what sort of sorcery Theo's is this? Theo's talking to Arundir and saying, you know, it's got this, this thing's got a bit, a bit of a hold of me. Like, I don't know what it is, but I'm just drawn to it. And he's like, oh, yeah. Well, just go and give it, just go and give it to uh, Galadriel and she'll get rid of it. Or the Numenorians will uh, get rid of it. It's like, right, that's like saying to Boromir, you know, who's got the ring. Oh, you know, it makes me want to take it and it makes me want to hurt Frodo and Aragorn going, oh, don't worry about it. Just go and give it back to Frodo. Like, don't. Put something. No, no, just that, wear it for a bit. Don't put something that he's obviously <laughs> affected by into his hands, dear. You make sure it gets to the Numenorians. Yeah. But it didn't matter anyway. But yeah, mm. that. And it's just the payoff because it, it sounds stupid. But when you see the orcs digging the tunnels, I wasn't really thinking about why they were digging them. I was just like, it's just labour, isn't mm. it? It's like maybe they're digging no. digging tunnels <laughs> so they don't have to then get underground and, and travel in the day. Well, to avoid doing something. Right? Yeah, so I it didn't... Got to do something. I never thought, yeah. why are they doing this? And then when it, you're like, These are, this is why they did the tunnels. It's like, oh, it's all worked mm. out. It's all payoff. It's only a small thing. Yeah. But yeah, that scene, it's just like, oh shit, oh shit. Because I did think, where's if this is Mordor, where will Mount Doom be? Um, and yeah, and then mm. all the dust and just... And what did you call it? We said in our messages, Len, there's hyperbaric. Well, I said it's a bit ridiculous that it's a pyroclastic flow and Galadriel just takes it right in the face. Now, come on now. That is that is incinerating people. Mm. That, that you know, that is no laughing matter. But I'll let it go. It was just a bit silly. <laughs> it looked cool. Yeah. Well, they, uh, look, I, mean, I think they get away with it because it's not like had it incinerated other people, then you'd be a bit like, oh, what's going on here? Whereas I think they're just saying, it's, oh, yeah, it's yeah. just dust, isn't it? It's just dust. That's all it yeah. is. Yeah. Dust. Well, it's a absolutely... A you let it go, didn't you? You let it go. It's an absolutely fantastic episode. I did let it go, John. Episode. I, um, I was slightly disappointed mm. by the, the episode that followed, mainly because it was just a bit eh. But it, it kind of developed more of the characters. We see poor Elendil thinks his son's dead. We see Isildur's sort of trapped under a building. No one be... They just leave him there. Why? Yeah, he's definitely he's dead. dead. So dead, leave him in no, it. Don't worry about it. Do you want um, not just have a look? No, no time. I can, I can, it's all right, Beric will go save him. him. It's all good. Yeah, no, that's just the fire <laughs> screaming, screaming yeah. out. Um, yeah. So I, I, what I wonder is if, so we know, skipping ahead a little bit, Sauron's got to go to Numenor. Is he going to find Isildur and save him, and then they sail back together? I wonder. I think Sauron's just focused on. Uh, forging the rings at this point he's still got to make the nine rings for men mm. he's still got to make God, the he's got dwarves, a lot on and he's got to make the one ring yeah, he's got, got a lot on, on but now he's got the, the he's got the skills got to the do know-how. it so um i think he makes the rings first then the numenorians defeat him then he gets taken over there that's that's the way i understand okay. it i'm just but, wondering because uh, yeah, his own. if they meet again um but he surely just kill him I think they might. I think they might. That'd be interesting. That would be mm. interesting. So we see Halbrand after the world's quickest coronation and one of the worst lines of dialogue. Are you the king that was promised? Like, don't ever say that again, Bronwyn. 
who uh, yes. recovered. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah. definitely me. Um, yeah, me. She recovered very well from her grievous wounds because she looked better than ever. I was like, oh, you're fine then, are you? Um, but I'm glad. Mm. Didn't want her to die. Bless her. She tried her best. Um, so yeah, Galadriel stumbles upon poor injured Halbrand and says, I know what he needs. Elvish medicine takes him to Lindon. Medicine. And it took it took that long Let's for me to go. Get him some Elvish uh, medicine. So that's our I think he, he, Yeah, they take him to Eregion. Oh, I thought it was Lindon. Um, which is Celebrimbor's settlement, his smithery. Flat. Um, yeah, it's flat, basically. Parchment. <laughs> which Gil Galad's saying, nah, you, yeah, I've got a victory for me. And uh, he's like, nah, just one more month, please. Can you give me one more <laughs> We've month? We've got to go now. <laughs> the disease is yeah. spreading. Um, I love I love these scenes. I love these scenes in Eregion. Mm. I l- mm. um, yeah. Yeah. The moment Halbrand is just stood in his workshop, mm. I... Uh, it made me, it made me an- Lucy, anxious. I, I, did, I knew I you had, had anxiety. seen the episode. I was like, why is this making me so... And every time he said... Maybe something smaller on my head would whip round. I was just looking at Aaron, like, oh my God. Like, maybe a crown. Look round again, like, <laughs> when's he well, going to say it? When's he going to say the word ring, which we've not heard I at all? I said to Mel, yeah, I said to, I said to Mel when we were watching it, I was like, I was just, I didn't say it, I was like, looking <laughs> so at annoying, but... <laughs> I was got, and, then, and then I was like, you know that Sauron, don't you? And she was like, she was like, what? I was like, listen to what he's saying. Just listen. He's, he's being the most obvious, sinister person yeah, in the sort of really in the Smith. I was. He's like. He's like. Wait. Yeah. But what if you tried doing it. this with the material? I just loved his his flattery of how he's saying it. Kellebrimbor. 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 How it was so. He yeah. was like, "You're not the Kellebrimbor, are you?" Oh wow! Because he just needs so little flattery. The Kellebrimbor. Like, oh. <laughs> You're, wow, what an honour. Like, oh, I thought he did a great job, Charlie Vickers, I have to say. like, <laughs> I wasn't sure. He sounded more impressed than that. No, I found it really, <laughs> it was like, mm, like I don't... Could kick him out, like otherwise. The bare minimum. You're fucking taking the piss, mate. Um, and then, yeah, there's his little suggestions, and then, yeah, his his dialogue with um, Galadriel, when it's like, yes, it's all because of you, and I make sure everyone knows it. It's like, oh, it's so sinister. Mm. And her face, she's mm. just like... Oh no! Oh no! The good thing about Halbrand as as being Sauron is like it's there throughout the season. Like you see him being an amazing smith. Can I stay here and be a smith? And he he the sort of godlike figure that he sort of studied under was a smith, which is why he's so like good at forging the rings. Like he is the ultimate sort of smith. Right, you see these signs, and then you see him there with Celebrimbor. He's far superior to Celebrimbor in a way, in a way, right? But he's like sucking up to him, and they need each other to achieve. Well, Celebrimbor's chasing, you know, something as famous as the Silmarils. Well, I tell you something, he gets there, and you know, Sauron's trying to create this power of the unseen world and the One Ring. So <laughs> they played that down dramatically, need- but yeah. Yeah, 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 one ring and that. Yeah. Um, but so they use they use each other. My interesting thing is how much more will Celebrimbor and Sauron interact now? Because you can see Celebrimbor is like seduced by power here. Yeah, you know, by power, which I not thought was by really interesting. 
Wow. Well, I'm not saying anything, John. I don't know. He's a Sauron is a shape shifter, so I'm just saying that. Make of that yeah, what you fair want. Fair enough. Well, it's also the desire to save his race, isn't it? So you know. So he'll do anything. I think. I think. I, it, think, it I think that's that plays into it. But to be the one who does that is very appealing to him. You can tell. Yeah. He'll be the savior. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I really liked his acting when he was sort of getting lost in his own words. Mm. When he's talking like a power over yeah. flesh, yeah, and he sort yeah, of yeah. doesn't realise how yeah. he said, said it. That? It's very Why reminiscent of the ring. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah. one of the other Smiths. Hmm. Yeah. yeah just, All these uh, these little okay. bits are just very. I just found it very effective, and their their final yeah. sort of confrontation when you do get some of the you know you'd be a queen, not dark but beautiful, like the the sort of callback Same to quote. when she's tempted by the ring Galadriel in uh, the film. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. And yep. I wonder, because there's a vision of them sort of ruling together. Is that real? Does he, is he yep. actually like, you'd be a good queen because you're fucking ruthless? Or is he, is this just another manipulation of his? What do you think? Um, he Well, if he had her on his side, it would definitely speed things along <laughs> and give them a much better chance. Speed the plan. Um, the, 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 the elven rings are really interesting because Sauron never gets his hands on them. Right, well, I think he gets his hands on. No, one. I don't think he ever does. And they hide them. If he ever got his hands on the Elvish rings, he would have been un, he, he, never defeatable because he would control <laughs> life itself. Oh, undefeated, <laughs> yeah, undefeated. <laughs> so these Elvish rings are like the key. They're the thing, the tide holding him back. Um, so They're lovely, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, so I have a question. They, are lovely. they looked what, beautiful. Which one would you choose? Don't worry about their powers. Um, What's your favourite of the rings? I like the blue one, personally. I think that was the nicest. I'd have to go red. Water. You go red? Yeah, I'd go okay. water. I'd go water. We'll have to go. fight over that one. Um, interesting <laughs> stuff there, though, yeah, with with the rings. And what is so interesting as well is that, so you have this confrontation and she says, you know, fuck off, basically. She doesn't tell them. <laughs> she goes back and they're like, oh, where's he gone? And she's like, he's, he's not going to be back. I think it's... it's- implied I El- think Elrond's pretty Elrond adapt. knows I think he's Elrond's figured out like looked at the the, the nice the nice little scroll and, and he's, he's gonna like s- what the, he, there yeah. is no bloodline um, and I just think that's another kind of aspect of her character this sort of pride of just being like I'm not gonna say that I made a mistake just we're, we're gonna still carry out his plan <laughs> so why are you doing what Sauron has told you to do but we'll change yeah. it there's the arrogance that she has of like well if I if we change it, then it will never it won't go wrong. Um, she yeah. doesn't clue him in. And did um, you notice the kiln? I don't know what you call it. Was like a big eye when it was all the the lava or yeah. whatever. Yeah, oh, it like, so good. Sour yeah. eye. It did. Didn't it's it? a sour it eye. Sour um, eye. Yeah. Very in, very interesting to me. Uh, Galadriel's character at this point. Yeah, I really didn't like her at the start of the show. I felt she was just not aligned to how I envisage that character mm. at all. Um, and I'm not going to lie, by the time we got to episode four, I was a bit like, I was just banging my head on the wall a bit with her character. I was like, come on, <laughs> come on now. You, you, you're an elf. You've been around for thousands yeah, of years. Yeah, calm down. Um, you're, acting like a, you're acting like a child, like genuinely acting like a child. Um, and she did soften, obviously, towards the end of the season. And uh, I can see the sort of, development of her character i just think they went too too far the other way you know for too, too long I think, was the um, issue 
and it made her quite cold as a character. Like I didn't warm to her when she was on screen. I wasn't like, oh yeah, you know, when Elendil's on screen, there's so much range there, so much variation, different and like though, just the it? way he delivers lines. I think the elves are. Yeah, I, I know think it's different, she is, but she's he's a man. Cold. She's a high elf. <laughs> he's she's older. an elf. She's as cold. a percentage of his life, he's like fifty percent of the way there. Mm. Whereas she's like young. Yeah. Still yeah. young. Um, and she is quite cold as well. They Even are. in like Yeah. You know, in the films, The Hobbit uh, and the Fellowship. The books, she is a bit she's, like she's not elves you know. are very different to men. They they don't have the same mm. characteristics at all. They're not gonna die, so there's no point in Dry. Like, Well yeah, they don't have that sort of vivacity because they're just like, Well, life's endless, so what's the point? You'll never see one of them yeah. proper cracking up. No. She like, does do yeah. a little smile, yeah. doesn't she? Nah, n- never um, lose it. Yeah. But move, moving on from the, yeah. the uh, characteristics of elves, Sauron, we know it's Sauron now. Great reveal, in my opinion. Good payoff. He's in Mordor. Mm. And it, you're facing off with Adar, do we think? Potentially? You tried to kill me. Oh, he's going to fucking yeah. slaughter him. He- mm. He'll slaughter him. Straight away. He can say anything to business. Um, and then those orcs will be like, you know. Oh, follow this one they, instead. They don't give a fuck. Yeah this one instead mm. yeah it did make me laugh just going back slightly with Waldreg, the stupid barman who like pledges allegiance to adar not knowing who he is and he's <laughs> like sauron he's like i'm not sauron he's like oh well whoever you are i'll serve you it's like you just fucking yeah, i'll just serve you anyway. whoever I mean, you I've are come all this you way seem oh, awful. My word. i've got time to change my <laughs> I'm mind i'm signing up um so that made me laugh um, i mean he had to though didn't he he, he couldn't just go all right well i'll just wander off he then. did have to but he he was well up for just any kind of Fasc- fascism honestly anyone will do yeah. up for anything um, <laughs> up for he's anything. been yeah, waiting genuinely. for it for years um anyway so that's sort of the end Hook up with keller brimble <laughs> that's the end of the show is there anything else you want to add anything i've missed i'm sure there's loads because it's lots of tv i just don't know how they're gonna do it all that's the only <laughs> thing i'd say like i just i i the, the more i talk about it i'm just like they gotta they gotta do so so much in like like building Gondor for example right like just maybe they're just not going to do that but like it just doesn't I just don't know how they do that do you know in a how season. they're going to do it Len do you know what I mean time jumps well I wouldn't mind that like as I said the Numenorians like live to like 400 years 400 years old or something so so Elendil and Isildur are like 300 and something when they you know whatever so it's possible, but it's just a bit like, you know, come on. Well, come on now. I don't know how you're going to do it. What, I just, I just what don't do know how they're going to do it, but Season I'm interested. Season two, I mean, we're going to have to see the other rings, yeah? Must do. Presumably, yeah. we will see, see the, 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 the realms of men, the kings that get these rings. Learn a bit of that about that. Uh, maybe a bit more of the dwarves on that. Um, yeah. What's Galadriel going to be doing? You know Sauron's still about. You've enabled what him is... to uh, learn about ringcraft. And what are you going to do now? Without letting everybody know what you did. Yeah. That you let him in. Well, I think I think season two will be, a, as much as we don't like it, there'll be a heavy focus on Numenor um, and there'll be a heavy focus on the faithful, which is Elendil's Just Im- crew improve the acting in, and I would love to be li- Numenor because it's beautiful. It was just a bit yeah. dry. Um, I think we'll see Sauron crafting the other rings. I don't think we'll see the one ring just yet. Um I think he'll craft the others first. And then um, I think we're, we, uh, in terms of Galadriel, she's got to have a few, obviously, escapades. 
to what becomes Lothlorien and things like that. So it's going to be very interesting. Like they've just got so much to tell. Like I said, they've got to get a sealed door back to Numenor. Um, they've got to sometime get the Numenorians back to Middle Earth, and you've got to forge all the rings, and you've got to fight We've some wars. You've got to build four cities. Four more seasons <laughs> of this, though, like, so it doesn't all have to be in season two. So you're going to have to be a bit patient, I think. No, of course, a lot. A lot has to happen no. to get to where we need to be. I, big focus on a sealed door next yeah. season, I imagine. Um, uh, his character, like, travelling across Middle-earth to get back, I think will be a big point mm. of the season. Yeah. Um, I, I, there, there that's is, good. All right, I've got a screaming child in the background, but she's fine for any listeners that are like, Jesus, look after your children. Yeah. Um, I have two she predictions. Just six. Yeah. <laughs> No, she's just been watching House of the Dragon. She's like, Jesus, the writing in this. Um, so <laughs> I would like to see a whole season of Isilda on his own. You know, give him some proper focus. Yeah. Let him build his character. Maybe at the end of the season, he gets to see his dad again. Aww. Nice way to end. Um, yeah. And secondly, and, and certainly the most important, this stranger needs to get some new clothes because he looks... A proper tramp. He needs some so, as well on his hair. Yeah, get some nice robes, have a bath, and start to look. Yeah, I mean Gandalf is a bit ropey as well. Let's be honest. Yeah. So if he is Gandalf, he's going to have to have mm. ropey hair. But at least get some new robes. Honestly. Yeah, Nori will sort yeah, him out. And that's it. That's what I want to see. Agreed. Well, yeah, they Agreed. they're in production now, and they're hoping that it might even be out next year. So I would love that. There you go. Jesus. I would love that. For, mm. I would love don't that. For us. It. No, don't rush it. But yeah. when you got that much money, I don't. I feel like it's not a rush, is it? It's just well, normal. <clears throat> Amazon, isn't it? Yeah. Quick delivery. Well, he said it. Um, <laughs> anything else to yeah. add, or yeah. should we wrap yeah. it up there? Because it was run very long, just like the show. I'll wrap it up. Yeah, let's wrap, wrap it up. up. I have to go and be a parent. Elvish yes, leaf. Um, well, thank you guys. I mean, I really enjoyed the show. I've enjoyed talking about it. I think it's actually benefited in a way mm. from the anti-hype because it's everyone's like, this is the fucking worst abomination that you'll ever see. It shits on Tolkien's grave. <laughs> um, and then you watch it like, oh, actually quite good. Um, so yeah, cheers guys. Mm. You've made it actually more enjoyable for us. So not what you wanted, but that's what's happened. No problem. Um, thank you for joining me, guys. Enjoy the rest of your weekend and we'll see you soon. You too. Thanks, Bye. Luce. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye, everybody. For the elven kings under the sky Seven for the dwarf lords in their halls of stone Nine for mortal men doomed to die One
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 